Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Hey, yo. For over 30 years and still, and still, your inside look into boxing and mixed martial arts. You know what? As long as she fights me 135 pounds, I don't care if she's injecting a horse demon into her eyeballs. Heard live around the world and brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. And now, and now, live from the Ring Talk Studios in San Francisco, here's the host of the longest-running fight show in history, Pedro Fernandez. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Emanating live from the multi-million dollar Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco, California. Check it, sports fans. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35 plus years now, often imitated but never duplicated. Here I sit high atop my throne. Yes, the man was correct in that lofty introduction. My name is Pedro Fernandez. We'll be joined by the undefeated lag, Johnny Sig, in a little while, of course. Come and do us from Las Vegas. Big fights last night. Good weekend for the zone. I like that fight, man. What did they say? Never hook with a hooker? Well, Maurice Hooker is a hooker, and he hooked with him last night. I'm talking about Jose Ramirez, and he came out on top. Straight up, a great fight. Good back-and-forth battle, folks. A good back-and-forth battle. Not a whole lot of punishment, just a good fight. You know what I'm saying? Not a whole lot of punishment, just a good fight. Speaking of punishment, UFC, Max Holloway did his thing, of course, last night. Defending the UFC featherweight championship for, like, the umpteenth time, a record time against Frankie Edgar, the former lightweight champion. Of course, never in the fight, Edgar, but Mr. Holloway from Hawaii, he's the real deal, pound for pound, a freak in the world of mixed martial arts. So we're talking mixed martial arts and boxing. Our first guest after Johnny Sig, he'll tune in for a little bit, of course, will be the retired HBO godfather, Larry Merchant. That's right, Larry Merchant will be in the house. Larry saw the fights last night. Larry's amped. I mean, we're seeing good fights on TV. You can't ask for more. You just can't. For a fight fan, you really can't ask for more. Competitive matchups of the top guys. Javante Davis, not competitive last night, but he prevailed. We'll talk about that in depth as well. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, of course, the American Forces Network. I can keep going, but I don't have enough time. Bottom line is, this is Ring Talk live worldwide. Your show, join us on the toll free if you like. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. You're tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide on Sports Byline. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. It's summertime once again, which means pool parties, barbecues, and relaxation, but it also means home projects, which aren't much fun. So why not let Home Advisor take them off your hands? From minor repairs to major remodels, Home Advisor will connect you with top-rated pros in your area, letting you get back to summer fun. The pros have been reviewed by your neighbors so you can see what others thought of their work, and if you're not sure how much your project should cost, Get multiple quotes from pros and use HomeAdvisor's Project Cost Guide 
to see what others pay for similar projects. And to top it all off, you can book appointments online, no more phone tag. HomeAdvisor makes it beyond easy to get your home projects done. So don't wait. Get those projects done now and make the most of your summer. To find the right pro at a fair price, just ask HomeAdvisor. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free award-winning HomeAdvisor app today. Listen up, Amazon Prime members. For a limited time, you can start an Audible account and start an Audible membership and save like two-thirds on your first three months, right? 30 bucks off is like getting three months for the price of one. Check it out. Offer expires July 31st. Check it out, audible.com slash ring. $4.95 a month for the first three months. That's only $14.95 a month. Straight up, pretty good deal. No doubt about that. The offer expires July 31st. Check it out, audible.com slash ring. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and I host the Video Game Review every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Video games are way more important than your job, your school, or your relationship, so let's talk about them. Everything from the 2600 to the 360. I don't work for any video game company, so I'll tell you what's worth your money and what stinks. Also, cheat codes, interviews, your calls, I'll give away a game, release dates, all that and more every Sunday night right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Woo! It's going to be good. The old boxing idiom, don't hook with the hooker, they meant like Joe Frazier. Don't hook with Joe Frazier because Joe Frazier throws such a good hook. They didn't mean don't hook with Maurice Hooker, but guess what? Jose Ramirez hooked with Maurice Hooker last night and came out on top. It was a TKO win. We go to our lion in Las Vegas, of course, to talk about this fight. Jose Ramirez a 2012 Olympian for United States or Mexico, Johnny? The U.S. for United States of America. Man, he's an articulate young man. He can fight, man. I'm telling you, boxing's looking good. Let's talk about this in depth. I mean, they went they went back and forth. Wasn't a tremendous amount of punishment because I'm not really into punishment right now, if you know where I'm coming from on that one. Anyway, because um, of what's happened in the last couple of weeks. So let's go for this clean fighting. These two guys fought clean. For, what, six rounds, and when it was over, it was over, and the referee made the right call. What can I say? You, you can't say a whole lot more about that fight other than it delivered. Fast pace from the opening bell, you know, hooker hooking off the jab, which is always nice to see, a nice double jab, inside hooks, Ramirez going to the body, hooker fighting nice for a guy that's got length, long arms, fighting tight on the inside, compact shots, both guys hitting each other cleanly on the inside for six rounds. Going into the sixth, what happened is Booker tried to slow down the pace a little bit, take his foot off the gas, and Jose Ramirez went in for the kill. Great stoppage by the referee last night, especially post-mortem, all the tragic events that happened in boxing last week. No doubt about that. And, of course, he's a second-generation referee. Let's <clears throat> let's just for a minute look at the Dillian White situation. I'm going to bring in Larry Merchant in a little while, but I want to talk about Dillian White just for a second, of course. Now, Eddie Hearns feigning ignorance on this one. I saw what's his latest statement on this. Of course, let me fill the listeners in. Dillian White is a heavyweight based in the U.K., I believe. Anyway, he fought for a version of the WBC interim heavyweight title a fortnight ago against the name of Oscar Rivas, who was undefeated, coming to us from Colombia. 
All right. Evidently, a week before the fight or prior to the fight, VADA or one of these drug uh, anti-doping association uh, folks tested this lad, and he came back positive on a couple of different drugs. One was to cut weight, one other one. Anyway, bottom line is they were steroids. All right. They didn't tell the opponent. Evidently, they didn't tell the WBC either. And now Hearn's feigning ignorance. Tell me, Johnny, see, you're the man. What's up with that? I read this morning the same thing you're saying right now that Hearn said he didn't know. I find that really difficult to believe that you're the promoter and you didn't know that a fighter that's fighting on your card, the main card, and a significant heavyweight bout, you don't know that he failed not only one test, two tests, A and B samples, okay, twice. So I don't see how he doesn't know that going in. And I think it's real unfortunate because it's very unfair to Rivas. He was unbeaten going in. I would like to see them overturn it. They're probably not going to. Maybe a no contest. Either which way, Rivas should get his undefeated record back. Um, obviously, Dillian White cheating that night. But Barry Hearn didn't know about Dillian White. Dillian White's the house fighter. He's the That's house guy. That's his guy. In other words, if they were related, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they be, I mean, they are related business-wise. Yeah, you're following everything he's doing, especially in a very important fight where Dillian White is a top contender and could get a rematch with Joshua, which is easy to make for DAZN, right, because they're, they're on the same network. So you look at what, what Eddie Hearn was doing there. I don't understand how he has a blind eye or deaf ears to that situation. Now, speaking of Joshua, are they looking for a soft touch for Joshua? Well, you know, they're pushing for Andy Ruiz, according to Eddie Hearn, once again. But Eddie Hearn talks a lot of stuff. We know that. Um, I think they're trying to go for Andy Ruiz, uh, maybe a soft touch, if they can't get Andy, because no. they want to fight in Cardiff, and Andy doesn't want to go there. Andy's not a soft touch. Andy is not, <laughs> not a, at all. Andy is not a soft touch. Andy may look like a soft touch. I may throw rocks at Andy <laughs> and throw mud at Andy, right? but Andy is Superman right now. He is Clark Kenny. is Superman. Call him what you want right now. But he crushed. He didn't beat up Anthony Joshua. He snatched his stones. He cut his stones away from his body. He stole his heart. I mean, that was, an, that was, like, that was like an exorcism. You know, when you look at the hand speed and the combinations, especially at heavyweight ranks, that's pretty cool right now to see. And Joshua wasn't used to that because even when he had been hurt in the past, say like an aforementioned Dillian White hurt him in the past or Kalichko, they didn't go on. They didn't go for it, man. They didn't step on the gas. They let him off the hook and allowed Joshua to get back in the fight and get his own knockout of those set opponents. Andrew Ruiz didn't do that. He got dropped and he went right in there and he took a couple of shots too right before he hurt Joshua himself and then got himself composed in round four and put it all together from round five and on and looked great in doing so. Wow. Okay. Uh, Yuri Gamboa is back, or is he? Tell me. Yeah, he looked good last night. Good stoppage win. Second round over uh, Ramon Martinez, who's obviously been around the block and then some. But, uh, you know, he's trying to campaign back at, at uh, 135, I believe it was. Nice solid KO. Not too bad. Is you know he had a whole lot of talent, but you know sort of like a lot. Of, I told you with those Cuban guys, if you give them like a little bit of candy, it's all over. I mean, they've never had anything, and you tell them there's a McDonald's down the street, and they've got five bucks in their pocket, and they've got to run in the morning. They're going to go to McDonald's and eat the burger at eleven thirty at night, and still run in the morning. You're wondering, hey, what's going on with the weight? Well, that's what's going on. They can't stop themselves because they never had it before. Yeah, and I think that we missed the big window of opportunity with Gamboa versus Wanma when Wanma was still clearing the head, not not so much nowadays. Um, it's one of those guys that should have been a little bit bigger, and they just didn't, you know, uh, as far as popularity is concerned, but they just didn't make give him that big push he needed. He never got that big win either. Because he was flaky. It's tough, it's tough yep. to push a flake, man. It really is tough to push a flake. Um, what else happened this weekend? Some, some fights Friday night. Oh, Javante Davis, how did he look? 
Oh, Davis looked really good. Second-round KO last night over Ricardo Nunez on Showtime at 130 pounds. I, mean, I like Davis. He goes in and gets it done quick. He does what he's supposed to do. He goes in there against a guy that, you know, he's obviously stronger than and goes in there and sniffs him out a little bit, sees the look of what the guy has to offer because Ricardo did offer a little bit last night. He gauged him. You know, he downloaded the information and knocked him out. Good stoppage, another good stoppage by the referee last night because it looked like Nunez could have went down twice and the ropes had saved him twice. Head snapping back. You don't want to see any tragedies like we spoke about. And uh, good stoppage last night. How, how come Davis didn't look chubby for this fight? What's the story on that? He didn't look chubby at the weigh-in. I think he's starting to get people around him that are making him serious about it and telling him about the superstar potential that he does have because he is a good talker, good-looking kid, excellent fighter, um, and he's young, and he's only going to get better, and he's going to enter the prime of his life. So they know that there's pay-per-view dollars. And he's at a weight class at around 130 to 140 where there's guys he can make money off of. So I think they're starting to take the business of Javante Davis very, very serious. Are there lines in Las Vegas yet for Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather, the rematch? Are there any lines <laughs> up from that? I'm sure there is. I haven't been to a casino in a couple of days. But wait, wait, time out, out, time out. Wait, out are, you cr- are you crippled? Did you break a leg or something like that? I thought you lived <laughs> in the casino. I thought, anyway, you're a high roller, man. You, you got your own table. I'm trying to be on good behavior. The old lady's got you on her leash. That's what he's trying you know? to. Th- that's basically what he's trying to tell me. Hey, you know, I'm not going. Okay. Anyway, uh, all in all, Ramirez fantastic performance. Hooker a great performance in losing. Um, not a whole lot of punishment dealt out there. All in all, good weekend of boxing. Of course, Roman Martinez is really no match for anybody at this point in time. Thirty-one and three coming in, but those three losses and those thirty-one wins put a lot of miles on that body. His, I mean, a lot, a lot of miles. Javante Davis, big winner of Ricardo Nunes, no doubt about that. you got to give the tank some credit because he was in shape. He didn't look like a pig. But back to last week's fight. That's all anybody's talking about. Manny Pacquiao and Keith Thurman. And, you know, I think, as I said with Socrates yesterday, Keith Thurman, man, he just, he just, he, he is, I, I like Keith Thurman a whole lot more after the fight than I did before the fight, even though I picked him to I- win. I could not agree more. I think he made more fans and friends and got more respect in a loss than he did any of his wins. Johnny Sig returns a little bit later. Next up, the retired HBO godfather, Larry Merchant in the house, live on Ring Talk Worldwide. That's all I want to fight is serious challenges. We've got respect for each other, mutual respect, fighter to fighter. But when it comes down to competition, we're both beasts, we're both lions in the jungle, and the best man has to win. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. 
That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517 Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money and guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. From the Godfather of Soul to the retired HBO Godfather in the City of Angels, Los Angeles, California. Good morning to you, Larry, Larry Merchant. A very good morning, Pedro, after that fight last night. After that fight, but after the traffic here in San Francisco, I, it, it took me like, it took me, I'm not kidding you, an hour and 20 minutes to go two miles. And it, it just was, it was crazy. Anyway, it is what it is. But we have our great parades here in the city, by the way, and it's summertime, so I should not be the Scrooge that I'm trying to be here. Bottom line is, that was an exciting fight, no doubt about that. They say never hook with a hooker. Did they mean Maurice Hooker? <laughs> well, I think so, but um, I was tremendously impressed by Ramirez uh, against a good fighter. You know, Pedro, um, attacking aggressive warriors, uh, have to pass two tests to get to the elite level. They have to pass the hooker test, a guy who can box at the top level, and they have to pass the puncher's test, whoever that may be, maybe this kid Progress, whatever, mm-hmm. however it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, you see very few fighters with that aggressive crowd-pleasing style rise to the very top or stay here very long. 
when they do. Um, I love the Ramirez, the arc of Ramirez's career, how important he is to the people in his hometown, Fresno. Yep. How he fights uh, with intelligent aggression, um, and how he created and then seized the moment at the end of that fight. Without a doubt, one of boxing's rising stars. And Gervonta Davis was on TV last night as well. And, you know, Larry, I, I've always called him chubby and fat and this kind of stuff, but it looks like the kid got his act together. He, he came to the weigh-in looking pretty ripped. Uh, I have to admit, I didn't see that fight. Um, one reason I didn't um, go through the hoops of uh, recording it was that um, his opponent is an, um, an, an, an opponent. Okay, exactly. Um, not ranked and so forth. It looked like a setup, the kind of thing that his promoter, um, Mayweather, knows something about. Okay, I'm going to shift gears totally on you here. <clears throat> Last week, Dillian White fought in London or in the U.K., and he fought against Oscar Rivas. Oscar Rivas, undefeated Colombian heavyweight. And prior to the fight, he tested positive for two anabolic steroids. One is, and people laugh when I say this, but there's one steroid you could take, and what it does is it cuts fat. That's, that's the whole intent of the steroid is that it cuts fat, and it turns fat into muscle, and people laugh when I say that. But that's just what it does. But he tested positive for two steroids before the fight, and evidently, the promoter knew and didn't tell the other guy. I got a problem with that, Larry. Oh, I do, too. Uh, and one of the things that's virtually unique to boxing is, and which is a problem uh, against other sports that do a better job of uh, policing drugs and of holding uh, offenders to account, is that... In a prize fight, if one of the top guys goes down with a, with a drug test, especially if it's the, the favorite and so on, then the, the whole card gets exploded. If, 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 if you find a baseball player or a football player or even a, a tennis player um, guilty as charged, the game goes on. Uh, in prize fighting, the game may not go on. Yeah. And so that becomes a serious problem for the, 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 the local uh, governors of the sport because they're there not just to govern it and oversee it, but also to help promoters promote it. Yeah. And that becomes a collision. And it's not the first time it's happened. Uh, but happily, uh, the last time we saw something like this, as I recall, because it's very recent history, um, Andy Ruiz, as a substitute, um, became the heavyweight champion of the world. Yep. And that, and that was brought on by a steroid test, No, with a bad steroid test. Good point. Let's switch gears. Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather are going to fight in the November pay-per-view date. You know, I, I could care less. I know, but I'm at, um, I know that you can care less. But this, I'm I, here. I, I'm here. I, look, I understand that 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 boxing and money 
are inextricably connected. All professional sports are about money at 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 the top and the bottom of them. Um, so it never would surprise me if they were 60 years old to have a rematch, okay? Uh, because of how much money they generated in their first fight. So um, I thought I heard Pacquiao say he couldn't fight again this year because of his duties as a senator in the Philippines. Ching, ching. But, but uh, you know... Um, money talks. Well, yeah, money talks and money screams and yells when guys make uh, nine figures, a hundred million or more, for a fight as they did last time. Yeah, <clears throat> boxing's in a good spot right now, Larry. I mean, got, got whoa, yeah, I mean, whoa, yeah. I mean, in the last month, we we had the, the Ruiz Joshua fight. Mm-hmm. We had the the, the Pacquiao Thurman fight, and last night Ramirez and Hooker, and they exceeded every fight. I think in some way exceeded our expectations. Every fight was crowd friendly. Um, so I don't recall the last time boxing had a month like that, but it certainly is a good sign. No doubt about that. Of course, the heavyweight division, uh, sort of unpredictable right now. We don't know whether Andy Ruiz is going to go back with uh, Joshua in a rematch. Do you, you know, as far as Joshua is concerned, the psychological damage of being crushed like that and then not having his, not probably having all the intestinal fortitude that, that I thought a prize fighter should bring to the dance, especially as a heavyweight champion. Do you think he needs a confidence builder before he goes back to meet Ruiz again? I don't know. I hope he would not. But um, Lennox Lewis, his countryman, came back from two knockouts. I don't think he fought the fighters, uh, both fighters, immediately in in a rematch. Uh, In one of them, perhaps. Uh, But uh, that's an individual case. I I think he should fight him in his next fight. Larry, you mentioned you mentioned uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Lennox Lewis. When you guys were doing an Ocean's Eleven movie, that's what they sort of blamed his his lack of conditioning for that Hussein Rockman fight. In in, uh, in in well, I recall I recall saying that night that uh, Lennox Lewis drowned in Ocean's Eleven because <laughs> um, I, I was in that movie and we were you know doing the 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 movie fight and so on and so forth. But the problem at that time was that it kept uh, Lewis in the U.S. for a couple of weeks, as I recall, mm-hmm. uh, where his opponent, and you have to remind me, the, the guy from Hasin Rahman, Hasin Rahman, had gone to, accust- to get accustomed to, the, uh, to Johannesburg and so forth. And just seemed to be taking it a little bit more seriously, and uh, and proved it in the fight. We talked on the phone from South Africa, or wherever that fight was, wherever that fight took place. We, you, and I were on the phone. I was, in fact, your your late broadcast partner Harold Letterman, I think, was on the phone about that one too. So, but well, it was quite an event. It was, of course, different time zones, all that kind of good stuff. Um, 
Lennox Lewis seems to be coming into his own as a commentator. He isn't the greatest commentator in the world, but he's a former world heavyweight champion, and he's articulate. Yeah, he speaks with some authority. I don't think he has a broad range, uh, but uh, I think he's um, he's where he should be, and and uh, he his his voice carries uh, uh, some authority, as I said. Back to Manny Pacquiao. What, what I mean, it would be a great time to walk away, but nobody walks away like this. Um, what, where do you see him going? I mean, if you were to chart his course, how would you chart his course, Larry? Look, the obvious fight. I mean, I was surprised they put him in with Thurman, to tell you the truth. You, you and me I both. thought Thurman would be too much for him. Yeah. Shows to go what I know. <laughs> uh, now... Uh, Errol Spence is, is coming up with his fight with uh, Sean Porter. Right. And if Spence wins, as expected, uh, then maybe Pacquiao and Spence go at it next. Uh, maybe it becomes a big event where both fighters can make a lot of money. Uh, I think it's a bad, again, I think it's a bad fight bad, for Pacquiao, bad which fight. may be a good sign for him. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm not quite sure um, what what to do with him. Um, how about him and Ramirez? How what kind of fight would that be? Ramirez is a 140 pounder. Ramirez will move. <laughs> yeah, I know. But here's, I, mean, I don't know. I would love to see Manny Pacquiao like fight Keith Thurman again and then say goodbye or something like that. In other words, no, I, I no, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be where the money is. If Mayweather has told him that um, he's going to need nine months to get ready to fight again and they can do it next uh, spring or summer, that's what he'll do, uh, um, I, I assume. Um, the, re- the retired HBO godfather, Larry Merchant. Larry, say hello to the godmama. Tell her I want to come down and have some food with her. I will report uh, to management uh, when I hang up. God bless you and God bless her. We'll talk soon, Larry. So long. (laughs) The Godfather, folks. I'm honored to have him week in and week out. He is my man. I'm talking about the retired HBO Hall of Famer, Larry Merchant in the house. You're tuned to Ring Talk live, baby. Come on over here, man. He's been here before. He didn't broke records here before. He's a legend of the sport. And it'd be my honor to fight him next. Baby, 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 baby. Baby, 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 baby. Listen up, Amazon Prime members. For a limited time, you can start an Audible account and start an Audible membership and save like two-thirds on your first three months, right? 30 bucks off is like getting three months for the price of one. Check it out. Offer expires July 31st. Check it out, audible.com slash ring. $4.95 a month for the first three months. That's only $14.95 a month. Straight up, pretty good deal. No doubt about that. The offer expires July 31st. Check it out. Audible.com slash ring. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? 
Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest price. Prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent, sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. When you get drubbed in your last fight and you lose, man, especially moving up in weight, you know, you take a you take a bigger beating when you step in the class. I'm talking about like from 145 to 155. That's a huge jump. And Max Holloway, the uh, USC featherweight champion, 145-pound title holder out of uh, Hawaii. Of course, he stepped up to 155 and took on Dustin Poirier in, in uh, basically a lightweight, interim lightweight title fight, of course, because, because Khabib was suspended and he couldn't fight. Of course, Khabib and Dustin Poirier are going to hook it up in Dubai. But Max Holloway coming back, you know, it's tough to come back from getting beat and then having a fight and defend your title, but he did it. And he's like 21-4 and four now, and, you know, Frankie Edgar's no bum, former lightweight champion, but just just a guy that I was always blown away by the by the fact that he was able to capture the title. I don't know how he did it. Who did he fight? Anyway, bottom line is he's had 23, uh, 23 wins now, eight losses, seven losses. It's time to give it up as far as Frankie Edgar's concerned because if he can't win at 145, he's talking about dropping to 135 maybe. You know, you should have done that a long time ago. You don't get beat up at 145 to drop to 135, okay? You drop to 135 and see what's happening. That's what you should have done. You're the smaller guy. You've always been the smaller guy. No excuse for it. And the co-feature... 
Chris Cyborg Santos, of course, a winner over Felicia Spencer. Felicia Spencer? Eh, Felicia came in with a decent resume, but, of course, she was taking on the monstrous that is Chris Cyborg Santos. I mean, she's just, I told you, not too many women I'm scared of, but Cyborg's one of them, or at least was one of them. Now I know she got a bad chin, so I'd be rolling the fire on that chin if she came at me. But seriously, Cyborg, if she came at you at night, if you're a dude and she came at you at night, you'd have to give your all right away. You'd have to throw. You'd have to throw. This is this is not a woman that, you know, I mean, come on, man. She's a monster. She's seen her throwing dudes around. She beats up on guys in the gym, as did Ronda Rousey for there for a while until they got hit to her arm bar. But, you know, she beats up on guys in the gym. Anyway, last night, Felicia Spencer took a licking for three rounds. The scores were 30 to 27 or three rounds of zip. Outside of that, Jeff Neal was on the card beating Nico Price. Of course, Nico Price, not the greatest fighter in the world, got drubbed in the second-round KO, 239 in. Now, let's go to the winner, Max Holloway. Ladies and gentlemen, after five rounds, we go to the judges' scorecards for a decision. The judges score the contest, 50-45. 50-45 and 48-47 for the winner and still the undisputed UFC featherweight champion of the world, Max Blast I will absolutely talk to him, but I'm going to talk to you first. The winner and still, ladies and gentlemen, Max Holloway. Max, you, you put on a great display of distance and control with your educated jab. You won the decision. Was there anything that surprised you about this fight tonight? Uh, you know, everybody said I wasn't going to be able to wrestle with this guy. Everybody said I wasn't going to be able to stay with his pace. I wanted to prove a point and go five rounds with him so I could let the world know that I'm here to stay and the Blessed Express is still on the move, baby. Choo-choo. Now, Max, coming down from lightweight and now fighting again in your championship weight of 45, where do you see your future? <laughs> hey, if they need a heavyweight next week for D.C. next month, let me know. That is Lionel Maddie. You're going to get it. <laughs> So you basically will fight whatever fight looks good for you. I got to get on your show, JRE. Get me on JRE, guys. Anytime. You just tell me. Hey, nothing but love for you guys. Frankie is a true warrior. Give him up for this guy. He's the guy that inspired me to be here. You're the man, Frank. Thank you for a masterful performance, sir. Max Holloway, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here with Frankie Edgar, ladies and gentlemen. Frankie, this was a fight that you had wanted for a long time. It had been scheduled and rescheduled. It finally happened. What did you expect, and what was different? I expected everything he brought. Max is stud, man. He represents our sport to the best. He represents his division to the best. He's the best guy in the world. What was your strategy coming in here? Mix it up, you know. I thought I did okay. Max is a big guy. I'm giving up some, some pounds. I mean, that doesn't really matter. You know, I, I got my family here, my kid here. It's just tough, you know? I completely understand. Frankie, there's been talk of you one day potentially even fighting at 135 pounds, and I've heard people say that's the real weight class where you're supposed to be. Have you ever thought about doing that? I don't know, man. I, I need to go back to the drawing board and uh, regroup. I'm not done. I got a lot of fight in me, man. Max, the best guy in the world, and I fought pretty damn tough. 
you have nothing to be ashamed of, sir, and you're one of the best fighters I've ever watched fight, and it was an honor to call your fight, as always. Ladies and gentlemen, Frankie Edgar. Excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse. Listen, man, you got lit up like the White House Christmas tree. You lost every round. You dropped to 145 thinking you could dominate because you were a bigger guy at one point in time and fought at 155. It don't always work that way. Max Holloway is a unique being. I've sold him short in the past, man, but you can't sell Max short not at 145. I mean, he's destroyed every guy that's been put in front of him, every single opponent. And speaking of 145-pound opponents... Destroyed. Max Holloway destroyed Brian Ortega. You know Brian Ortega came in at 14 and 0. He was the most he was the most beautiful, young, Latino, Mexican American, spoke Spanish, spoke English. He was good looking. I mean, he had green eyes, a whole nine yards, man. This guy was like movie starish. He shouldn't have been fighting. Okay? So they put him in this fight with 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 Mr. Mr. Champion, Mr. Max Holloway, and Max beats the snot out of him. They stopped it in the fourth round, but Max beats the snot out of him. And when I say the snot, I mean it was like he beat him so bad, I don't think I've seen a beating that bad where they didn't stop the fight. In other words, where the corner didn't stop the fight. And why don't corners stop the fights? I think Dana White tells him, hey, if you stop the fight, you're on my spit list. And when I say spit and talk about Dana White, I'm saying spit with an H, okay? So I think that's what happens, is that Dana White tells him, <clears throat> guess what? Don't throw in the towel. Because you can't tell me that when a guy's getting his ass whooped like that and he's getting lit up, he's got blood coming out of four or five different uh, areas of his body and he's, he's sagging here and he's sagging there, and you're just watching him get the life beat out of him. Why are you doing this? Why are you allowing this if you're the corner? You're supposed to protect your guy. Hey, I threw the towel when I when I had the silver gloves. When I had kids in the Junior Olympics, the silver gloves, or or even the golden gloves, I had that towel in my hand. People used to say to me, "Why do you have the towel?" So I sort of chew on it like Jerry Tarkanian. No, not really. Anyway, I have that towel there so I could throw that towel in the ring at any given time. If I see my guys hurt. If I see something in my guy that the ref doesn't see, maybe the ref is in a bad position or something like that. I throw the towel in. Guess what? I have never had a, a guy get seriously hurt. You got to be on the job. The corners they allow these guys to take beating after beating. And now I'm not trying to say that the boxing beatings in the last couple of weeks were were from prolonged beatings. But guess what? If a guy loses five or six rounds in a row, maybe it's time to call it. You know, he's not going to win mathematically on the scorecard. So what are you trying to tell me? That you're going to allow this fight to continue just for the sake of him taking punishment? Undue punishment? If you know he's going to win the fight? I mean, how many times does Mike Weaver come out and knock out John Tate in the 15th round of a fight that he was losing? Very rarely. Now, what am I trying to say? Take away some of the suspense in boxing? You're going to take away some of the suspense, the, the last-minute knockout, the last-minute, you know, Julio Cesar Chavez coming back and stopping Meldrick Taylor in that, that 12th round of that big fight, of course, in Las Vegas when Meldrick wasn't looking at the referee and instead was looking at Lou Duva. Referee Richard Steele took all kinds of heat for that, but I was in the ninth row, man. Mel just wasn't, that's what he calls himself now. Mel, Mel just wasn't paying attention, and the referee had to stop the fight. Okay? But. Duva was on the Duva was on the on the apron because he was concerned. His guy had been taking a quite a licking in that twelfth round, and in fact, there was one hook that was just incredibly devastating. A couple of right hands as well, but you know he went. He was crunched up, and he went down. Did Meldrick Taylor, and he got up, but he was never the same again. Meldrick was never, and I'm not sure if he'd have won that fight because he probably deserved to win that fight. I don't know if he'd have won because you know they 
he's probably deserved to win. If it was like five seconds left, he, he should have paid attention to the referee and the bell would have rang and it would have been history and he would have beat Julio Cesar Chavez, okay? Um, speaking of Chavez, I got an item on him a little bit later. Anyway, it didn't happen that way. But Mel was never the same. Melzer Taylor has been accused of being or, or associated with being homeless and having uh, medical and mental issues and alcohol issues, that kind of good stuff. In his native Philadelphia, he was arrested a couple weeks ago when a SWAT team evidently moved in on him. So, you know, he's got his share of problems. He was never the same after the Chavez fight. Never the same. And for those of you out there that got all that, got off on all that entertainment, somebody paid for that. Somebody paid the ultimate price almost for that. Because guess what? The reason why he calls himself Mel is that he can't write Meldrick. 1984 Olympic gold medalist. Can't write Meldrick, so he writes Mel. No Mel Taylor, no Meldrick Taylor, no 1970, none, no 1984 Olympic champion, none of that kind of stuff, MVP of the games, none of that kind of good stuff, just Mel. That's all he can write is Mel. Can't even bring him to interview shows because all he writes is Mel, and he, and he mumbles a lot. You know, So it's not good. What I'm trying to say is that there was no stopping that fight as far as the punishment was going. I mean, in that 12th round, it was a give-and-take type of thing, and I'm not saying that the fight should have been stopped. I'm not really not saying it should. I'm not saying that Meldrick took enough punishment to where the fight should have been stopped. But what I'm trying to say is look at the residual effects of your being entertained. That's where I'm coming from. Look at it. Because outside of selling pencils in front of the bus station in Philadelphia, Meldrick Taylor is in bad shape. He just is. Brian Ortega, to talk about bringing him back September 21st, that's where this conversation started with the UFC featherweight, former uh, contender, of course, contender for the title in December of 2018. As I said, got beaten, and he got beaten so bad that it took him six months to get cleared by the Athletic Commission, but it looked like somebody had taken a stone club and beat him like a caveman. Just beat him and 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 beat him, and And you just don't, I don't think you recover physically from that, but you don't recover psychologically either. And I'm hope, wishing to God that Mac, uh, I thought that, that Mr. Ortega was the up-and-coming superstar in the world of the USC. But I'll go back to what I've said time and time again of late. The USC is not interested in creating superstars. They don't want the hottest guy out there. If they did, they would have preached to Brock Lesnar and they would have sold Brock Lesnar on anything. They would say, Brock, come back and fight this guy, fight that guy. We'll give you this. Tell you what, Brock, here's what we'll do. We'll give you a cut of the pay-per-view. In other words, we'll give you X amount. Okay, so you go out there and you hustle this pay-per-view. So Brock goes out there and hustles it, gets himself in shape, does the steroid testing for like four or five months, whatever they got to do, and they put together the biggest fight in MMA history between Brock Lesnar and anybody. But the USC doesn't want to do that. They signed this contract with ESPN. Yes, you get to watch all these fights on ESPN for free, but they're not looking to create stars. If they were looking to create stars, they'd have had... So somebody would have pulled the trigger on Brian Ortega in that fight. They would have pulled because they, they would have said, you know, let's. He's a beautiful kid. He's a good fighter. He's came in undefeated. He's really getting mucked up here. Let's let's just stop this right now and save him for another day. So what they did was they waited about two and a half, three rounds more. He probably lost like a pint of blood. I'm telling you, he looked like he he belonged in a mash hospital. I'm like he was just he looked like he'd been a war. And they kept and they kept sending him out. The corner kept sending him out. Brave cornermen. The cornermen aren't taking these shots. They're not taking the heat in the corner. They're not. They're sitting there going, man, to get the cut ready. Uh, what are we going to tell him? Give him some strategy. How do you give a guy a strategy when he comes back after a five-minute beating in the UFC fight when he's got the snot kicked out of him for five minutes? What do you tell him? 
Go out there and take that for another five minutes because Dana says so. That's what you tell them. Cold world, baby. Cage fighting. No doubt about it. You are tuned to the mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We have a text line. You can text the studio. Don't have to drop your name. You can drop some bad names on me if you want. I don't care. Voice your opinion. It's your line. Studio text line here. 415-275-1613. The studio text line, once again, the Ring Talk Studio text line. Text us here in the studio. 415-275-1613. You're tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Hour number one of two on SportsByLine.com. If they're not happy here, they can leave. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information, and then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-371-9608. That's 1-800-371-9608. Call 1-800-371-9608. Call now. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize 
maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing Vector Vest system risk-free for 30 days for just That's 800-584-2519. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Darling, you sent me. I know you. What a crooner, baby. Had a lot of chicks. That's what got him killed. A lot of chicks. You are tuned to the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network. The aforementioned Brian Ortega. 14-1, venturing to Mexico, looks like September 21st, to fight the Korean zombie. Yikes, doesn't sound like a great comeback fight. But then again, like I'm trying to tell you, the USC is not concerned with building people. They're concerned with destroying people because if they build people, they have to pay them. They have to pay them. So why not just get them out there, you know, and bust them up, three or four or five big fights, and that's it. They're done and move on to the next body because that's what it's all about on the UFC plantation. As far as that class action lawsuit, of course, all the fighters that retired from the UFC, including the King, Kyle Kingsbury. Um, that suit's still rocking and rolling down there in Las Vegas. I don't know where it's at right now, but it's past discovery, and it should be well into um, getting close to a trial, if not a trial date, um, a, a resolution of this matter, because I've been thinking that they're just basically corporate pimps That's uh, without the corporate tag. That's what Zufa Sports was. I mean, when you're only spending 8 to 10% of your total revenues, and you can sell your product for $4.2 billion or $4,200 million, however you want to look at it. When you can sell your product for that, and yet you're only paying your talent 8 to 10%, guess what? You're paying your talent less than a pimp does on the Las Vegas Boulevard on Strip. I kid you not. Pimps on the Strip have to pay a higher pay rate than the UFC and Dana White. You think I'm kidding? Figure it out. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Hour number two is still coming on SportsByline.com. That's right. If we drop you, if you happen to get us dropped on your station or your network for hour number two, you can always go to SportsByline.com and hit the Listen Live button and listen to hour number two. Of course, Johnny Sig will be back. He'll be talking boxing and MMA as well. We'll hear from Ali, and we'll spend some time, maybe a couple of Mike Tyson quotes as well. Lots of fun and boxing and MMA still to come in hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. 
ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Fascinating. For over 30 years and still your inside look into boxing and mixed martial arts. What the hell's going on out here? Heard live around the world and brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. Yeah. And now, live from the Ring Talk Studios in San Francisco, here's the host of the longest-running fight show in history. Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! And Foreman is as poised as can be! Pedro Fernandez. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network presentation of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This is hour number two, of course, we come to you at 11 a.m. Pacific time. This is the 12 o'clock p.m. Pacific time show, of course, that's 3 o'clock in the east. Bottom line is, two hours of Ring Talk Live Worldwide starts at 11 a.m. Pacific time each and every Sunday right here on the mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Straight up, we've been talking the UFC, the world of mixed martial arts, and of course, boxing this hour. And maybe if we get some time, we'll go back and hear from the most disrespected champion probably of all time because he had to hang around Muhammad Ali. He was Muhammad Ali's foil. Of course, we're talking about smoking Joe Frazier. Of course, a guy that I didn't give a whole lot of credit to because I was such an Ali fan. But the bottom line is, without Ali... And, uh, George, without Ali and George Foreman, Joe Frazier was knocking everybody dead. Of course, Joe Frazier passed away a couple years ago of liver cancer in the city of Brotherly Love, Philadelphia. I hope they got a statue there that's bigger than the Rocky statue, because that was always my problem when I went to Philly. Because they had a picture of, they had a big statue of Sylvester Stallone, but not Joe Frazier. Wait, wait, Stallone was Rocky, like Rocky Balboa, that, that guy, the movie guy. They got this big statue of him downtown, no statue of Joe Frazier. Pretty cuffed. Anyway, bottom line is I think they're trying to rectify that as I speak to city council. You are tuning in the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Open phone lines around the planet. This is your show. If you like, you can join in. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. The convenient, no hassle, guilt-free, no commitment text line. You can text us here in the studio, Johnny Single, myself. The text number, 415 415- 275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, often imitated, but <laughs> never duplicated. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Listen up, Amazon Prime members. For a limited time, you can start an Audible account. and start an Audible membership and save like two-thirds on your first three months, right? 30 bucks off is like getting three months for the price of one. Check it out. Offer expires July 31st. Check it out, audible.com slash ring. $4.95 a month for the first three months. That's only $14.95 a month. Straight up, pretty good deal. No doubt about that. The offer expires July 31st. Check it out, audible.com slash ring. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me 
never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800 403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. It's summertime once again, which means pool parties, barbecues, and relaxation, but it also means home projects, which aren't much fun. So why not let Home Advisor take them off your hands? From minor repairs to major remodels, Home Advisor will connect you with top-rated pros in your area, letting you get back to summer fun. The pros have been reviewed by your neighbors so you can see what others thought of their work. And if you're not sure how much your project should cost, get multiple quotes from pros and use Home Advisor's Project Cost Guide to see what others paid for similar projects. And to top it all off, you can book appointments online, no more phone tag, HomeAdvisor makes it beyond easy to get your home projects done. So don't wait. Get those projects done now and make the most of your summer. To find the right pro at a fair price, just ask HomeAdvisor. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free award-winning HomeAdvisor app today. Now, back to Pedro Fernandez with the MMA Hour. You don't need Viagra to get up for boxing of late. You just don't. I mean, the heavyweight champ in the world getting drilled like he did a fortnight ago. I'm talking about Anthony Joshua, 2012 Olympic gold medalist. He was like the next coming of God, so said Pedro and everybody else. And guess what? He got destroyed. Andrew Reeves destroyed him. Okay, that's just the way it goes. Boxing's up and it's down. Of course, the lower divisions, guys coming alive. Maybe two of Fimo Lopez didn't look like the rage that I thought he was in that last fight. But anytime you fight a guy that's six foot one, if you don't knock him out, it's probably not going to be a pretty win down the stretch on points. This is the way it goes. But last night, of course, Javante Davis stepping up to the plate, man, getting in shape, realizes, as Johnny Sig said now, number one, that there's potential superstar status for him if he were to get his act together and stop acting like just a jive dude. And I don't mean that in any racial pun at all. It's just too much too much smoke and not enough not enough Gervonta. But last night, of course, there was a lot of Gervonta stopping his opponent in the second round. Got to give him props for that. At 130 pounds, it looks live at 130. It looks live at 126. It looks live at 135. Of course, Lomachenko, Vasil Lomachenko, the main guy at 135. Or is he? He's 13-1. I mean, basically, I think he's like a boxing god. I'm on, I'm on the same page with Bob Arum on this one. I think he's like the best boxer going out there. I mean, he's just... He's amazing. He does. He can finish guys. Hector Martinez says he chips away on guys like he's got a hammer and a chisel in his hand. It's like they're a statue. He just chips away at you little by little by little a little. And before you know it, after three or four rounds, there's not nothing left of you. He's chipped you away. I'm talking about Vasil Lomachenko, of course, two-time world amateur champion. And now the WBO, WBA, like a thousand different titles. He wants all the belts at 135. He wants them all. But so does Mr. Lopez. Teofimo Lopez seems like he's the real deal. He says he's willing to step in 
was to lose to Lomachenko. Of course, now Lomachenko's taking on a guy by the name of Luke Campbell. Now, for Luke Campbell's background, we take it to Las Vegas and bring in the undefeated lad, Johnny Signorella. Johnny, tell me about Mr. Campbell. Well, he's tall, and uh, Lomachenko will deal with Teofimo Lopez dealt with when he fought recently fighting a taller opponent and having some difficulty. Lomachenko, though, is an exceptional athlete and gives great angles and hand speed. I don't think it will be that much of a problem, especially considering Luke Campbell's record of 20 and two 16 KOs. No disrespect, but he hasn't really fought anyone. I think Lomachenko gets past this guy rather easily. Did um, <clears throat> rate Teofimo Lopez's performance against uh, Takani? All things considered, I'm going to have to go a seven. You know, he was fighting a taller opponent. Tiafimo was trying to go for the knockout, forcing things, overextending his shots, missing greatly. Didn't look as good and as posed and professional as we've seen him recently. But then again, he was fighting a guy virtually unknown, also unbeaten and very tall. So I got to go with a seven there. He's got to fight Richard Comey next, um, you know, for Tiafimo Lopez. Richard Comey is no walk in the park. That's going to be one heck of a fight, I believe. It looks great on paper, and then if he wins that, he gets, or the winner, I should say, of that fight would then get Lomachenko, from what I'm told. How do you build Lomachenko to a multi-million dollar fighter? I mean, a superstar. How do you do that if he, if he doesn't speak English and he doesn't? How do you do that? It's really difficult. I mean, they managed to do it with Canelo, who doesn't speak you know, publicly English. He understands and knows how to speak. He's just not He's comfortable Mexican. doing it. I think it's the same thing for Lomachenko. You know, uh, the thing is, he's a good looking guy. He's a spectacular fighter in the ring for Lomachenko. And I would prefer if they did try to have him speak some English, because even if it's broken English like Triple G, you know, it's 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 cute sometimes when Triple G says things. And he's like, I love box, Max, Max, I love box. That's cool, man. You know, you you don't really articulate it that well, but we know what he's trying to say. And so we just want to see that effort. (laughs) That's pretty funny. The truth. <laughs> yeah, Triple G, of course, Gennady Golovkin. His his future isn't set. He doesn't have an opponent yet, does he? No, I thought we were going to get Demetrius Andre. Uh, so I mean, I'm still waiting for an announcement. Someone's got to take that September 14th date, you know, uh, over Mexican Independence Day weekend, which w- was always a big pay per view. Now we're talking about G, who's on the zone. There's no pay per view there, but the zone needs to push the needle on subscription. Uh, you know, they got they got to get subs. They got to get these guys to come out and uh, fight and get the, the subscriptions. They signed Triple G and guys at Canelo to push that. So they can't let that date go. He's got to announce something soon. People are getting hip to the zone, though. You heard Larry Merchant last night talking about the fights he watched on the zone. He's got the zone going in his house. And some of these some people are slow because I was at a retired boxers luncheon a couple of weeks ago, Johnny. And I tried to explain the apps to them. And they like they it looked like I was trying to tell them I'm about to take your Social Security check from you. I kid you not. It was like I was it's like I'm going to rape you. I'm going to do all these horrible things. to You You should see the looks on their faces. Johnny, like I got to get a computer. I got to get a phone. I don't want. I mean, it was like, whoa, I was like blown away. I just didn't know where to go with that, man. Hey, I'm younger. And for me, you know, it was intimidating at first until you get them all rocking and rolling on. Your tablets, you know, you could take it out to the grill. You could hang out on your balcony, smoke some cigars, bring your phone with you. You never have to miss a moment of action, which is incredible. I love that aspect of it, but I can see how that's super confusing. But I love how Larry's enthusiasm definitely came through in hour number one today. You could hear he is loving boxing right now. And thanks to DAZN and ESPN Plus for making this all happen. Props go to the WBO. That's my sponsor, folks, and I admit it, WBOboxing.com, for appointing 
the one of their great referees. Talk about Mark Nelson. Of course, his father was a great referee as well. He's retired out in Minnesota. But Mark Nelson pulled the plug exactly when he was in the right position. Him and John Shirley, I think, are two of the referees that go unnoticed. But they're in the right position 99% of the time. And that's how guys don't get hurt. Position right there. That's the best way to put it. He could see everything that was going on. He could read the trajectory of shots. He saw that Hooker was in a bad way last night against Ramirez, who was just going to keep teeing off. Excellent, perfect textbook stoppage. So 140 pounds, is there going to be some unification? Can, can we look for some, something to happen? I mean, we got two guys unifying here. There's, there's two belts. There's four belts out there. What's happening with the other sanctioned bodies? World Boxing Super Series at 140. Progre and Taylor in the final. Josh Taylor unbeaten. Regis Progre unbeaten. Great talents there. We'll see what we get. I favor Progre in this fight. I think at some point we're going to get Jose Ramirez and Progre there at 140 pounds. But the thing about Regis is he's starting to get big, getting that man strength, getting that bigger body frame. He goes to 147 soon, I think. But I would love to see that fight, Jose Ramirez. Both guys fight on the zone. Interesting. Of course, Jose Ramirez is looking spectacular last, last night on the zone. And, you know, he wasn't. A, he had a majority decision in his last fight, I think, of Fresno and I think they're fighting in front of the hometown crowd, although he draws down there. It has its disadvantages. I keep telling people, man, that my relatives and friends would call me, can you give me a ticket, man? Can you give me a ticket? You know, I'm sitting there <laughs> dying to make weight. I haven't eaten in like 36 hours. I'm looking, I'm, I'm sucking on Kool-Aid ice cubes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and, and they're calling me, you got a ticket, man, got a ticket. Anyway, that's just the way it is. I think the pressure of fighting home is um, – it's just it's unparalleled because people realize, oh, well, you got the hometown crowd. You guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you might get the hometown decision, but you got to go through a lot of hell to get there. Anyway, switching gears, let's talk about the world of um, mixed martial arts just for a second. I talked about Brian Ortega earlier, and you and I went back and forth on Brian Ortega. <clears throat> Does Brian Ortega come back from that? Be- I just looked at it again. Does Brian Ortega come back from that type of beating? I mean, I don't. I think it's an uncomeback. I think it's one of those non-comebackable beatings. Life-changing beating. Uh, that fight should have been stopped after about the first five minutes, maybe somewhere around mid-round two. They kept throwing him back out there. It could be very damaging to him psychologically, neurologically. There's so many factors that come into this. It's not just the brain beating. It's also, you know, he's going to be timid going in there. He suffered, you know, a traumatic experience. And this is no exaggeration, guys. This is why Pedro was so fired up in hour number one. And I'm getting fired up talking about it right now. They're not hitting baseballs. These are kids' lives, you know. And it's really sad and tragic to watch people just allowing their fighter, who they're supposed to care about, go out there and take beating after beating round after round. Now they're throwing him in there with the Korean zombie, uh, Chan Sung Jun. This guy could fight. Like, yikes, man. So yeah, I got to question the care and consideration here. But what they want to do is they're thinking that Brian Ortega could take him down. He's not that good on the ground. That's what they're trying to say. So I guess <clears throat> see Ortega's a better wrestler. This guy's a better striker. And the way he struck that last time out, he's definitely taking boxing one-on-one. These guys that have taken boxing one-on-one are the guys that are excelling. Yes, sir. Francis Nagano, check him out. No, please don't. Friend. Listen, folks, if you ever <laughs> see Francis Ngannou on the street, just turn and walk away. It's really not worth it. It's just he's not a guy worth dealing with. I wouldn't want to piss that guy off for nothing. I wouldn't want to get into a road rage incident with that guy. Luckily, he's a very nice guy, man. He's like a teddy bear, but he can fight. No doubt about that. Johnny Siegel, stay with me. You're tuned to the Mighty Sports by Live Broadcast Network. Open phone lines all around the planet. one 800 878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or, or the Guilfrey No Commitment Text Line. 
That's 415-275-1613. You're tuned to the Sports by Live Broadcast Network. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749-800-932-1749-800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Now, more of the MMA Hour with Pedro Fernandez. <clears throat> Joined by the undefeated lad from Las Vegas, our very own Johnny Sig. John Signorella, of course, uh, is his full name. That's what it says on his birth certificate and his driver's license. Unfortunately, he has several driver's licenses, much like Mr. Epstein there with the fake passport. Am I right, Johnny? All these aliases or what? Yeah, man, I got a Jersey license. I got a Vegas license. <laughs> okay, Gervonta Davis. Now, listen, 
um, there are guys willing to fight him. I mean, it's not like he, it's not like he's he's alone. I, I, forget, who, I forget who was just calling him out, but uh, Leo Santa Cruz is willing to step up to one thirty and fight him. Of course, Leo Santa Cruz like thirty six and one lost that one fight to Carl Frampton. Came back and beat Frampton on a close decision in a rematch. And but you know, he, in fact, speaking of Mister. Um, uh, the champ, he was Mr. Santa Rosa. He was in uh, San Francisco about two weeks ago. I took a picture of him with my buddy Hector. But go on. Tell me, Santa Cruz and Davis, they make this fight at 130? I think it's easy to make because they're both underneath the PBC banner. Uh, so that's a definite logical fight for them. There's other guys out there. Miguel Brochette at that weight class who's very, very good. And, uh, you know, Devin Haney is floating around there around 130, 135. It's going to be interesting. But I think that that's a logical fight. PBC makes that fight, I think. Ramirez was saying nobody in the WSS World Boxing Series, anyway, the world, uh, he said that nobody's making the type of money he's making with top rank. Is he getting that kind of money? I think Bob definitely takes care. Bob Aram, the promoter, definitely takes care of these young kids. He loves them. You can see his uh, the way he admires them. Are we talking about, I'm sorry, did we say Ramirez there? Yeah, Ramirez. Okay, my bad. Uh, is he making money? Last night, I think he got paid comfortably for that fight on the zone. Absolutely. Nice packed house. Looked good. Okay, no doubt about that. What do... What do we have to look forward to at 154 pounds? I mean, the junior middleweight division was always like the, the step in between welterweight and middleweight. And the guys, sometimes they took the title and went to 160. Sometimes they didn't. What's happening at 154 right now in boxing? I want to get that Charlo-Tony Harrison rematch. All the smack talking yeah. that you know uh, happened in the last press conference. Obviously, Harrison had to pull out from injuries. They fought once. Harrison won a close but controversial decision uh, taken away. Uh, Jamel Charlo's unbeaten record. I'd like to see that at 154. Other than that, really not much going down in that division. Hmm. Evidently, Evander Holyfield's kid's going to turn pro. Um, you know, I've always had a problem with, with the offspring of professional fighters trying to follow in their father or their mother's footsteps or whatever. Because, you know, if your father's a great fighter, the chances of you becoming a great fighter, too, are slim and none. And slim usually left town. Simply put, it just doesn't work. Joe Frazier's son, George Foreman's son, Chavez's kid, who had a little bit of success. But I'll never forget when people were seeing him get beat up by Matt Vanda back in the day and uh, Chavez getting beer bottles thrown at him in Mexico. You know, so I knew early on that he was going to have some issues as a pro. It doesn't really work out too successful. Hopefully in the real deal's case, Mr. Vander Holyfield's son. Uh, has a, a good career, successful career. Speaking of Chavez Jr., he has set up a, uh, a venue. He's going to set up a fight, I think, in September or something like that, talking about a comeback. Um, I told you the story about him fighting at the Forum, right, where the referee went into the, the locker room trying to find him to give him pre-fight instructions, and he couldn't find him because he was, he, was, um, he, was, he was fornicating in the shower. Yes, he did. Yes, he did tell I, me that. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's how disciplined he was. And speaking of, and I'll mention it again, I want to mention this guy, and I'll rub it in his face. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. getting robbed in Mexico City by his own homies. That's pretty cold. When you rob, like, the biggest, this, now Canelo's the biggest athlete in the country, but the second biggest athlete of all time probably in Mexico, Julio Cesar Chavez, that you rob him at gunpoint on a Mexico City corner. That, that's, that's, like, you know, uh, that's disrespectful. Well, especially, I mean, he was the pride of Mexico forever. You know, one of the biggest fighters of all time from Mexico, <laughs> in particular in the 80s. And, you know, and then his countrymen, some people turning their back on him and robbing him at gunpoint. 
Come on. At gunpoint. Of course, Chavez Jr. now he knows what Pernell Whitaker felt like. Speaking of Pernell Whitaker, who passed away, and we ran that clip on him this past couple of shows. Um, Pernell didn't get the props that they deserved because he didn't punch really hard. And I think that, you know, I think that he, he lacked punching power, but that didn't stop him from winning those fights, man. I think he lost, he was 41 and four as a professional and he was just, he was an amazing, amazing boxer. As far as being defensively, he was a defensive God offensively. He had it going on as far as boxing was concerned, but that fight with Chavez, I told you, I gave my bet money to Jack Tatum, the hall of famer, the NFL hall of famer, number 32 from the Oakland Raiders. I gave him my money, Johnny. I said in the 10th round, it's over. Here's my money. And then they called it a draw, and I went back and got a refund. But uh, he said, you got enough. You got some B-A-L-L-S to come over and ask for your money back when you know that boy got robbed. And he did get robbed, probably one of the greatest heists of all time. In fact, it was such a heist, and and Chavez and them knew what time it was. They didn't ask for no rematch. You know, and it's a shame that uh, Purnell's known mostly for that fight and that robbery. But here's another thing, too. Imagine if they had given him the decision against De La Hoya. That he spanked De La Hoya, too. too. Imagine if he got that decision when De La Hoya was the golden boy, man. Like, he was really the golden boy at that point out of East L.A., you know, lining up girls like like a member of the Beatles. Remember, they used to follow his bus around. If he beats De La Hoya, that version of De La Hoya at that point in time, that's his best win. And he's noted for that. And I think that it's disrespectful they didn't give it to him. Speaking of De La Hoya, talk about a champ between the sheets. Um, when he was accused of sexual assault or being in, in, in touch with some girl like 17 down there in, in Cancun or something like that, his defense, his defense, according to his lawyer, was he's been with 142 women since then, and he's not sure who she is. Oh! Oh, man. Oh! Talking about a needle in a haystack. That's <laughs> Oscar. Hey, ask Paris Hilton where she was June 6th. 1996, the night of the Julio Cesar Chavez Oscar De La Hoya fight. Ask Paris what she was. She wasn't shooting no porno on her on her uh, on her cell phone, but she was doing porn with Oscar. Yeah, her and Oscar uh-huh. were dancing between the sheets. That's what you know. Let's just, <laughs> hey, real quick before we get to the 40 break, um, let's talk about the upcoming boxing schedule. USC Fight Pass. I guess that's some type of new channel. Uh, they've got um, 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 a Lou DiBella card going on August 1st. A guy named Legfin Chaitroff, 18-2, 15 wax against Gabriel Pham, 11-1. <clears throat> That's from Monroeville, Monroeville uh, Pennsylvania. Mike Acres involved with that one, 8.30 p.m. Uh, in the East, 5.30 in the West. Luda Bella's throwing that show together. Luda Bella stole or tried to steal Deontay Wilder and take him to the zone and... And, and Al Heyman knew. That's how slick a dude Al Heyman is, that he knew that he allegedly knew that Lou DiBella was playing games on him and that Lou DiBella took his prime star to the zone. And he knew it. And, and Lou was getting like eight to ten TV dates from him a year. And now he's getting nothing, huh? No, he's on the UFC fight pass right now. Dana White's trying to get involved in boxing, wants to become a promoter again. I think he was a failed promoter. Dana White was at one point in Boston where he was originally from. But, yeah, I mean, you can't play both sides of the fence in boxing. It doesn't work. You can't work for two different networks and have your cake and eat it, too. Eventually, something's going to blow up in your face, and that's what happened. He got kicked to the curb, and he's slumming right now. Without Whitey Bulger, we wouldn't have a UFC. Dana White would have stayed in Boston. He would have been a nothing. Would have been some hobo. He would have been just a fat, bald guy with a towel around his head telling four-round fighters, hey, kid, you owe me 30 bucks for gym dues. I mean, that's what Dana would be. That's what Dana would be instead of the billionaire that I think he's is he's built himself into. August the 2nd, boxing is going to go down to Comiskey, uh, Florida, of course. 
Tomar Alamo, 16-0. Take it on Miguel Martinez, 14-2. And then the zone comes back on the second. Coming to us from Liverpool, the U.K., the home of the Fab Four. I'm talking about the Beatles. Anthony Fowler taking on Brian Rose. Fowler is 9-1 with 8 KOs. Taking on Brian Rose, 31-5-1. But Brian's only got 8 KOs in, in those uh, 37 fights. It doesn't look too good power-wise for Mr. Rose there. Nah, not very appealing on paper. I tell you what, though, the next day, August 3rd, New York, Adam Kwasnacki and Chris Ariola, sloppy heavyweight fight that could be really, really entertaining. And I think that goes off on Fox, yeah. Why Why sloppy? Why Fox Sports, 8 p.m. and East, 5 o'clock in the West, coming to us from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, home of the Brooklyn Nets, where Saturday, August the 3rd, um, it's at 8 p.m. in the East. Um, Konaki, 19 to zip, 15 KOs, Chris Ariola. 38, 5, and 1, 33 kills. 30 inches. His waist ain't 38 inches. It's bigger than that. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm saying sloppy. You're going to see some weight. You're going to see some hands flying. Uh, you're definitely, I believe you're going to get a knockout here. I don't want to say definitely, but this should be certainly an entertaining fight in the heavyweight division. 10th of August, Frampton, the aforementioned Carl Frampton, comes alive back on ESPN. I guess he's got a contract with Bob Arum. 26 and do take on Emmanuel. Dominguez, 26-8-2, 18 kills. Is this a work fight for Frampton? I believe so, yeah. I think it's a work fight. Keep him busy, keep him relevant, and try to set something up down the stretch. Okay, the following day, of course, that same day, Saturday the 10th, um, the theater at Grand Prairie in, in Texas. That's right, Grand Prairie in Texas. The zone's going to rock once again with Virgil Ortiz, 13-0, 13 kills, taking on Antonio Rosco, 28-1, 17 kills. Is Virgil for real 13-0, 13 wax? We'll find out here because Orozco is definitely a good fighter. Decent enough fighter to put a fighter like that to the test. That's actually a really, really good fight to scout right there. Okay, and the last fight here, you don't need to scout it, folks. But listen, if you haven't slept in like three or four months and you have a crack addiction or maybe you're a meth freak, isn't it? Tune in to Showtime on August 17th. So says Johnny Sigwin, Clarissa Shields. Fight. She's 90 with two knockouts. That big punch as she is taking on somebody by the name of Ivana Hazabin, 20 and 3 7 KOs. Johnny Sig, we'll talk soon. We'll talk in the close. Absolutely, brother. Thank you so much. You're tuned in the Mighty Sports Byline broadcast. Do I dog Clarissa Shields every damn chance I get? Women's boxing sucks. Why? Because they can't punch. If you don't entertain people, what do you do? Have pillow fights? Yeah, don't hit me. Don't hit me. That's what it looks like. Unless they put smaller gloves on weaker, less strong women. Can't match them with strength, strength of a man. So the bottom line is smaller gloves and women's boxing right away. You're tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization.
Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for the business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800 470 470 800-470-7113. 495 a month for the first three months. That's only $14.95 a month. Straight up, pretty good deal. No doubt about that. The offer expires July 31st. Check it out. Audible.com slash It's not marijuana, it's CBD. No prescription. 100 percent legal and available to sports listeners from CBDistillery.com. Uh here's the facts when it comes to CBD or cannabidiol. The reported health benefits can be very, very compelling. Uh, CBD, the potent compound extracted from the hemp version of cannabis, you may associate it with weed, but uh, there is a difference. CBD may offer many of the health and wellness benefits, but without the high and it's legal. You know, where you buy your CBD supplements online is very important. CBDistillery.com is the online source. Go online, read some of the reviews from over 17,000 customers uh, about the health and wellness benefits you can acquire from CBD. Whether you're exploring CBD for current health concerns or long-term wellness, uh, find your answers at cbdistillery.com. That's cbdistillery.com. Now, back to Pedro Fernandez with the MMA Hour. We'll find out tonight how much the Ali fight took out of Frazier, if anything. And we'll find out tonight just how good George Foreman is in punching and in taking a punch. I think he hurt Joe Frazier. I think Joe is hurt. Angie Dundee, Ali's trainer, right next to me is saying it. You may hear him. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. The heavyweight champion is taking the mandatory eight count, and Foreman is as poised as can be in a neutral corner. He is as poised as can be. We have a minute left in this first round, and already this fight is proving out what some have expected. Oh, that left is getting in there. Underneath, underneath Archie Moore is yelling the foreman. We've got the excitement here that we look for. Frazier is dazed. He is getting hit again and again and again. The same head that was hit so often by Muhammad Ali. Frazier is dazed. You see the countdown for the first round. Foreman has not panicked. Foreman is going about his job. 
Foreman is all over Joe Frazier. Frazier is down again, and he may be. No, he is rising. He is game. He doesn't know where he is. The mandatory eight count. He doesn't know where he is. Now the round is about to end. Two knockdowns in the first round of Joe Frazier. Down again. No saving by the bell. Smoking Joe Frazier, 1964 Olympic gold medals. People don't realize that. Yeah, he was the best in the, in the amateurs as well. And I remember what he what he said about the amateurs that that you know there were a lot of guys over there in decent shape, but not too many guys could fight. They didn't know how to fight. In other words, they could box a bit, you know, like statues and that. But Joe could fight. Joe was from Philly, no doubt about that. And of course, that drubbing you took at the hands of uh, George Foreman there, January twenty second, nineteen seventy three. He didn't want to give Muhammad Ali the rematch. So instead, he went with Foreman for like a lot less money and got lit up like a White House Christmas tree. Because Joe was upset. Joe was upset that, that Ali said a few things after the first fight. You know, if you look at that first fight, it was 15 rounds of heavyweight mayhem. No doubt about that. And, of course, Ali was really hurt in the 11th round. Probably rattled a bit in the 12th, but definitely dropped in the 15th round. But he came back in that round as well. But what I'm trying to tell you is that I still think... <clears throat> That Muhammad Ali won enough rounds in that Joe Frazier fight on March 3rd, 1971 to win that fight. That's just the way it was. They were scoring that fight on the rounds basis that night in New York City uh, at Madison Square Garden. I thought that Ali won definitely enough. Even though he played around and played some games, he definitely won enough rounds. But Joe Frazier, always a foil to Muhammad Ali. You know, that really had to be tough. So let's, let's listen to what Joe had to say about Ali towards the end. I've raised 10 kids, and there's always one child who can take a joke and another who can't. Mohammed could say something and just tick Frazier off, and Mohammed would be smiling about it. There were like voices coming in his head. And I couldn't tell you who he coming from, because I don't know. But therefore, if you ain't got something right to say to me, then you better keep me quiet. Because I'm going to peel off and hit you. Because it's just nothing me to do but just walk straight walk right look at you you're losing you lost three rounds already come on they aren't hit you four times it's worse man muhammad said never feel sorry for me he said i'm great but you know maybe he might he not feel may not feel bad but the guy that fought him do because you see what he's going through He put it on the line, brother. The representation that he gave to the black community will never be forgotten, no matter what. I am the greatest. It's just sad because, you know, It's, it, it's sad because, you know, uh, he's a great guy and hoping that maybe he could, like, live the kind of life that we live, you know. I'd love to see him do that. You know, because he earned that. You know, we'd be in Philly doing fights, and Joe would always show up at the... Uh, <clears throat> And no matter where it was with the Spectrum, I remember that one night I was broadcasting from the Spectrum doing Ring Talk Live Worldwide, and the and the Spectrum, the people in the Philadelphia Spectrum, had no idea I was there doing the show ringside. It was a Don King production, of course, Mike Tyson. 
taking out Buster Mathis in fight number two of his comeback after jail. <clears throat> but here I am doing doing ring talk live live ringside, and the lights go out in the entire arena. The I mean, all the power went out <clears throat> except for what I was using there ringside. That was it. So I had to crawl my way out of the arena in order to find the Anyway, bottom line is... Philly would not be Philly boxing-wise without Joe Frazier. I mean, Bernard Hopkins, he followed in Joe Frazier's footsteps, you know. And as I said, Joe just doesn't get the the credit that he deserves. Born in 1944, you know, Larry Merchants went into depth how he came from South Carolina. He was a poor guy, and, you know, he built himself up, and he he was a four-round fighter. He talked about fighting for, like, three or four bucks in his first fight, and Convention Hall in Philadelphia turned pro back in 1965 against Woody Goss. Of course, Woody Goss would forever be known in history as the first opponent against Joe Frazier. And, of course, Joe had some memorable events, knocking out, uh, taking care of Jerry Corey, making him retire. I mean, say, guess what, Jerry? Can't go any further with me. I'm the champ. Jimmy Ellis made him retire. Knocked out Bob Foster. Won over Muhammad Ali. Fought a guy by the name of Terry Daniels and Ron Sander after the Ali fight. But then, you know, why did Joe fight such sub subpar opposition after the Ali fight because he was in the hospital for over a month and he took a lot of punishment. He probably should have never fought again after that first fight. I mean, that's how much punishment that Joe Frazier took, of course, on March March the 8th, 1971, when he faced that 31-0 Muhammad Ali. That was a fight of the century, no doubt about that. But what I allude to Joe Frazier about <clears throat> was he couldn't beat George Foreman. Just just couldn't beat him. Didn't have the style. I mean, George was a bigger man, a brute of a man. He was able to punch down on Joe. Joe would try to bob and weave underneath. And, and, and when he did that, George threw uppercuts. Like he knocked the one he knocked out Michael Morin in 1995 to come back and win the heavyweight championship at the age of like 90. Okay, so George was special, no doubt about that. But when they fought again in 1976 in the rematch, I, it was a little sad. And I was hoping to send my, to send my you know, maybe, maybe Joe's done. So Joe gets beat up. I get stopped in two or three rounds, and he quits, and that's it. So Joe Frazier, no more running around. I mean, no more boxing. He's running around Philadelphia doing the gym thing, and I told you he ran that gym like a like a Gestapo agent. He just did. I mean, it depended on the mood Joe was in. I've been to that gym several times. Calvin Grove told me that time when, when Joe got pissed off, and he cleared the gym in prime time. In other words, guys that were sparring in the gym – didn't get a chance to go back to their lockers and get their wallet and that kind of good stuff. No, no, you were leaving the arena right now. This is the way Joe was. Joe had his, his ups and his downs. Anyway, that Floyd Cummings fight, which I'm alluding to, in 1981, I remember being in almost tears. <clears throat> I was working at Central Police Station. I was a recruit policeman here in San Francisco, working at Central Police Station, working the midnight watch, and I just got Jack Fisk's 10 o'clock column on the San Francisco Chronicle, got the late, the early morning newspaper, the late night newspaper for the following day, and showed that Joe Frazier had a draw with Floyd Cummings, and he went down and this and that. And I saw a picture of him, and he looked all fat, and he was bald and this and that. And this wasn't the Joe Frazier I want, I want to remember. So I decided you try to erase that memory from my from my head, okay? And then, of course, the good times around him. International Boxing Hall of Fame, the fights in Philly, a couple fights in Chicago. Ernie Terrell was there, of course. Ernie, the big cat that fought Muhammad Ali back in, what, 65 or 66. And Ali beat him like a... Beat him really like a like a like a trail horse, man, because he wouldn't call him Muhammad Ali. He kept calling him, "Hey, Cassius Clay, Hey, Cassius Clay, Hey, Cassius Clay." Anyway, I saw, and then I saw Joe, of course, when he was working the Vaughn Bean Corner. That wasn't the prettiest side of Joe Frazier, but he wasn't. He was never a mean or malicious man. When he said some stuff that was stupid, it wasn't because he was stupid. He wasn't the smartest guy in the world. It was that he was drunk. 
Mm. Jill had a severe drinking problem. Ran his own, ran over his own feet. In fact, one of his foot got like chopped off, and then he chopped off a toe or two. Ran the electric lawnmower, or the gas-powered lawnmower, pulled it back too far over his foot. You know that happens when you drink. Driving down the wrong side of a, driving down the wrong way of a one-way street <clears throat> in Philadelphia. Of course, the cops looked the other way on that one. Didn't call him on to do so. Joe got his share of passes. Passed the age of sixty-seven, of course, in two thousand eleven of liver cancer. Maybe that was related to his alcohol intake. But at the end of the day, he was Muhammad Ali's foil. And it just wasn't fair. It just it just wasn't fair to Joe Frazier. And I guess somebody, you know, I was at a party yesterday, and I like to crack jokes. I mean, I used to do that stand-up comedy Johnny Taco thing. You remember that back in the day. Anyway, <clears throat> um, I like to crack jokes. But for every joke you have to crack, somebody has to be the butt of the joke. And that's what Joe Frazier was, the butt of every Muhammad Ali joke. And it just didn't work for him. And I feel for him. And I just really do. I mean, because Joe was a good guy. He really was. I mean, 37 pro fights, man. Never quit. Turned pro in 1965 after winning an Olympic gold medal in Tokyo in 1964. People thought he was too small. He wasn't going to be able to do it because he weighed 207, 208 pounds. Heavyweights weren't that big then. Joe Frazier, of course, wasn't that he was a pretty big heavyweight considering weight wise. I mean, they weren't weighing two eight two ten because you go back to the Marciano days and Joe Lewis and they were in their hundred and ninety pounds. Okay, but Ali, of course, Ali just had to be there. If it wasn't for Ali, Joe Frazier might be like in the Mount Rushmore of boxing. In other words, like those four faces up there. And speaking of Mount Rushmore of boxing, I got to ask Johnny Sig about this in the close. If we had a Mount Rushmore of boxing right now, there would be Muhammad Ali and who else? Who else would we put up there? I, I ask you listeners of the Sports Byline Broadcast Network to drop me a text on the text line if you can. Who should be on the Mount Rushmore of boxing? Who should be on the Mount Rushmore? Sugar Ray Robinson? Muhammad Ali? Rocky Marciano? I mean, you got to give Marciano props. 49-0, retired, undefeated as heavyweight champion. Whether you want to knock his opposition, the fact is average, the average age of his opponents was 34.8 years, as defending that title, a heavyweight championship was concerned, whether you want to knock his opposition or not, the bottom line is he walked away undefeated. Not too many guys have done that. In fact, only hardly anybody's done it, and nobody's done it in the heavyweight division. Joe Calzaghe did it at 168. God bless him. WBO 168-pound champion. You used to see him at all the conventions. But, man, he just said, I've had enough. I'm going to retire. I'm undefeated. They offered him all kinds of money to come back and fight this guy. He wouldn't do it. They offered him all kinds of money to come back and fight that guy. He just wouldn't do it. So, you know, money gives guys some money because props. It's professional boxing. I understand that. Money is where it's at. But you also have to take into consideration people's health. And Joe Frazier didn't deserve that last fight with Floyd Cummings. Actually, probably shouldn't have taken that second fight with George Foreman. That was pretty ugly. It was an ugly fight. I remember watching it on TV saying to myself, man, this is just not cool. And, of course, that, that third fight with Ali, talk about a corner, man, Eddie Futch. I talked earlier in hour number one, a little bit in this hour or two as well, about brave cornermen. How cornermen in the UFC just send their guys out there. Go ahead. I mean, you guys look like he's been beaten with an axe. Looks like he suffered from an axe. You know, he's been, been attacked by an axe. Yeah, go ahead. Go. They send him out. They never throw in the towel. These brave cornermen, they're not taking the ass whoopings. They're not. Brave referees like Hank Alesperu, the guy that let Rico Velasquez die, of course, down there in San Jose. When I went up to him the round before the fight and said, Hank, Hank, stop the fight. Kid's going to die. He's, gonna, he's dying. You're going you're gonna to get him killed. You're going to get him killed. 
and there are people pulling me away from the corner. Jack Fisk was one of them, the aforementioned SF Chronicle boxing writer, the Hall of Famer Jack Jacob Finkelstein. He says, you don't tell a referee what to do. I said, you don't know boxing. This guy's dying. And 40 seconds later, Rico Vlasque was stiff as a board, dead. Sometimes you can see it, sometimes you can't. You are tuned to Ring Talk, live worldwide on Sports Byline. Talking MMA, baby. You're listening to the MMA Hour. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing VectorVest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. 800-584-2519. That's 800-584-2519. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable bed. So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-371-9608. That's 1-800-371-9608. Call 1-800-371-9608. Call now. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. 
the horns of the mighty Tower of Power, baby. Amazing horns. But guess what? Guess who's got a better horn section? East Bay Soul. Check them out. EastBaySoul.com. They are the best horn section all of funk right now. No doubt about it. Of course, Greg Adams, one of the founding Tower of Power members, uh, being the lead man there with East Bay Soul. Now, I will be remiss, and I've been t- it's been taken to my attention here that we have not discussed what's gone on in boxing the past week. The fact that Maxim Dadashev and Hugo Santana both passed away. They were fighting like in different continents, but they both died, and you and I really didn't get into that too much, Johnny Sig. It's one of the unfortunate aspects of combat sports and sports in general. The dark side of boxing, and our condolences, our heart goes out to both those young guys. Uh, warriors, you know, they were in competitive fights, and there was really no sign. That's the scary part, is that, yeah, these guys were losing, in particular, Maxim Dadashev was, was trailing on the scorecards, but he was giving good effort and trying. He had capable people around him, Buddy McGirt, who I know on a personal level, is a very compassionate man, is very, very observant of his fighters, and uh, unfortunately, we just didn't see it early enough, and Maxim, uh, you know, collapsed after the fight and uh, never recovered, and my heart goes out to him and also the other young gentleman that okay. passed this so, week. So, so if a guy loses, if we're in a 10-round fight and the guy's lost five rounds, why can't we just stop the fight right then and there? I agree, like a mercy rule and you know what bothers me not to make this controversial i'll make it quick is that after the fight they were allowing maxim to walk out on his own i didn't like that i felt gurney was necessary because if you saw him between rounds his eyes weren't good and you got to have oxygen got there guys oxygen immediately to help the brain no doubt about that the great son john signorella of course johnny tell him about the ring talk page check us out type in ring talk live worldwide check out today's show and other shows as well thank you everyone enjoy your day the great John Signorella, folks, on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Till next time, don't forget this is your inside look in the world of combat sports, be it boxing or MMA. My name is Pedro Fernandez. 35 plus years now, 36 years in September. Ring Talk Live Worldwide has been often imitated but never duplicated. Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time, only on Sports Byline. Till next time, peace, love, and a ton of respect. <laughs>